Reframed Podcast. I'm Kelly O'Mara. Thank you for joining us. Today we begin a discussion with Pastor Debbie Rooney about how to talk to your kids about God, and we hear from Pastors Victoria and Jason about a dessert auction being held at the church. Let's get started. I am joined now by Pastor Debbie Rooney, and we're actually going to be sharing information about how you can share Jesus salvation, all those big topics with your kids. Debbie is the pastor at Framework Church who works with the young children. And this is something you do every day. Every day. (laughs) How important is the role of a parent in their child's salvation? Very important because in the word, it's in Proverbs 22, it says, train up a child in the way that he should go or she should go and they'll not depart from it. So if you look at that verse of train up a child in the way they should go, there's a promise on the end of it that says, and they will not depart from it. Training is a big word. When we think of school, it takes a lot of years to get trained and get through. So your role as a parent, you're the one that God has given this child to. So it's your responsibility to train them up. And how important is it that, you know, however many parents, adults are in the home, even grandparents are outside of the home. How important is it that everybody be on board with speaking into children's lives? I love that question because if you see in the Bible, a lot of times it'll say their mother and their grandmother, people who know Jesus, anything you can do to implant that little seed, God's going to water it. You've just got to take that time to plant that little seed. And it's wonderful because the word says, as you're walking along with your children, tell them about me. Just tell them about Jesus. And that doesn't have to be sit down and give them a sermon. I mean, that can be just a passing comment. And that can be walking along the road and seeing a flower and saying, look what God made. Isn't that beautiful? Just little things that kids will catch up on, and you would be so surprised what they come and tell you in junior church. (laughs) So (laughs) your back part of it is so good, because all you got to do is walk along with your children and just say, wow, isn't that great what God has done? A lot of little things that can be so many little object lessons to pick up that don't have to be great big theology lessons, but they turn into what God's word is all about. So kind of along those lines of, you know, you just live life and you kind of talk about it. How young do you start this? You know, obviously the day they're born, they're not going to be necessarily comprehending, but I mean, do you start this from the day they're born and just keep going? Or do you need to wait for a specific age? I see moms talking to their babies in the womb. It's just talking, it's just singing, it's just humming songs and things that you would be very surprised. They're learning all of the time. That's their process. You teach them how to drink, you teach them how to eat, you teach them how to walk, you teach them those things. And it's a process and it's a time, but getting little songs in those little ones' minds, nothing wrong with that. Teach them If you feel like you can't sing, sing anyway. Kids don't care. They'll sing right along with you. So just these little things, like I said before, that you can do. Start implementing Jesus as soon as you can. You've got that side of it where you can start impacting your kids for Jesus. How early are they being impacted by the world and worldviews? I mean, that's got to be starting pretty early too. We always think of teens. It starts very early very early. It starts with your kids. Your, your teens start to learn it when they're little. 
That's why we see so much in our teens because they began to learn it when they're little. If that, when they're young, is not balanced to take them onto that pathway that leads them into those teenage years, then you've got a little bit missing there. Not saying it cannot be changed because God can do so many things. And a lot of us don't come to Christ until we're adults. But most little ones, I don't have the percentage right in front of me, but come to Christ before they're 12 years old. So that's saying most of these kids are taught, their minds are so inquisitive as to what do I do? What do I say? Do you think children can be saved? You said a lot of them come to Christ before 12. Do you see that as a genuine transition or is that a decision you have to make as an adult? A child at 10 says, yes, I believe, or five says, yes, I believe. Is that going to carry them? Children are not lost. Little kids are not lost. Little kids are in Jesus' hands. And until you come to a point of knowing understanding and able to learn and be taught and in your mind know I have to make a decision. You can see that you have to make your children's decisions many, many times. As they grow older, when they come to a point you realize, and that might not be till they're starting into college, but really knowing that it's their turn to make this decision. They can't make it to heaven because you brought them up in church. They have to make that decision themselves. But as children, no. I believe Jesus has them in their hands until they're able to decide. Well, you look at, I lost a child when she was very young, but I knew at that point in time, she knew Jesus. She had accepted Jesus and she was only six. But you know, had she not, would she have missed heaven? No. Jesus said, you're become as a child. I'll tell you, there's a place in heaven that all children go to. Nobody will ever tell me that a child does not go to heaven, but there comes a point in their life when they will have to make that decision themselves. And as you kind of alluded to, you know, when they do make that decision, that becomes their decision. As parents, all we can do is help guide them, right? Exactly. And if you take a child that's never been taught, that's a teenager, that's a lot of guidance. And it is, but all you can do is live it yourself. Because I'll tell you, I don't care how old they are, they watch you. And they watch what you do, they watch what you say, they see how you react to certain things. So they're watching you all the time. Living authentically, that really does play a huge role from the day they're born, right? They follow your example. I remember years ago when we were younger and we were chumming with another family and they had children. And their son was about... Oh, I'm going to say he was probably 10. And he went over and he put his dad's shoes on, which of course they were much bigger. And he said, one day, dad, I'm going to fit into your shoes. And that struck that dad. He was not saved. And that in itself brought him to realize, wow, what shoes do I want him to walk in? His mom was a Christian and followed the Lord. And he knew he was not, he was not giving him the right example that he should. But I just thought that was a cute little object thing because one day I'm going to fit into your shoes. So look into those shoes and see what do you want your child to become. I'm joined by Pastor Victoria Rowe and Pastor Jason Blakey, and we're going to talk about an upcoming event, a dessert auction. So tell me a little bit about what's happening. 
Yeah, so this is a tradition that has been held at Framework Church for a few years. It definitely predates me coming on staff, but it's been something that the missions committee, I believe, has used to raise funds for some specific initiative. And so this year, we are going to be having it November 19th at 6.30 p.m. in the MPR room of Framework Church. And we're super excited about it. Wanted to be intentional this year to kind of spin it right before Thanksgiving. It's a crazy time for people, but we're kind of marketing it in such a way that's like, hey, you don't have to bake for Thanksgiving. Just come buy some treats and support a really good cause. So what is the money raised for? This year, the money is going to be raised for Hub Coffee. So as we're getting ready to do our coffee shop, that's also going to be a ministry center and a whole bunch of a community hub. That's what we're calling Hub Coffee. We still need a little bit more in order to finish the project. And the donations that we raise from this dessert auction will go to help us finish all the projects we have and get started really well at Hub Coffee. And right now, we're at a point that we really need funds for furniture. And so a lot of the money we're going to be raising will go towards purchasing our tables and things like that. Some of the fixtures and stuff in order to make Hub Coffee look really nice. And so we're at that point of being able to get the interior of Hub Coffee going. So donate and maybe you'll sit at a table that you help donate towards. So what do you need for the event still? Do you need people to volunteer to make food? Do you need people to volunteer to help with anything logistically that night? Or are you just looking at people coming to donate? So two things. There is still a little bit of time if you wanted to sign up to bring a dessert. You could call the main office and talk to Robin or Marilyn for that. The number is 207-764-5187. Yeah, definitely. If you are gifted at making elaborate, delicious cheesecakes or pies, I don't think we really discriminate when it comes to desserts. So pretty much anything is up on the table. Maybe not like blood pudding or I don't know if that's even a dessert, but uh, (laughs) we're looking forward to that. So if you are feeling compelled to contribute a baked good, please do it. Another way that you can help is to show up and invite friends. We really want to make this a time of really good togetherness and fellowship and community because that's the heartbeat of Hub Coffee. And that's definitely something that's important to us as a church as well, especially coming off of the few months that we've had. It's important to be together safely. We're going to have some coffee available there for you. So if you want to get in on some of the tasting, you can do that. So invite your friends, invite family, come by yourself. We're going to have tables set up. It's going to be a really good time. Our auctioneer is practicing. I got a video the other night and it's going to be a ton of fun. There's usually something for everyone. Last time I was at one of these, there was gluten-free options. There was fruit and vegetable bowls, just about anything you could possibly want for a dessert or that you picture as something you eat after a meal. It'll be there. And a lot of the times there's just a lot of laughter, people having fun. And so invite people that aren't from the church. I know there's people excited about hot coffee. Maybe they want to get in early on the tasting. Who knows? Bring them with you and let us be able to bless people with crazy awesome desserts as they auction them off. Now I've been to these before and I've seen the bidding can get a little wild. (laughs) I love it. I love it. We've got paddles made up and we're going hard this year. So if you have never been to a dessert auction before, you're not going to want to miss out. So remind me on the details. It's Friday, November 19th. Correct. 6.30 p.m. is when we're going to get things started in the MPR at Framework Church. 
And that's it for another podcast. Next week, we will hear from the Morningstar family as they tell us about their adoption journey. Plus, we hear about how the idea of Hub Coffee came to be and how the renovation is doing. Thank you for listening. We hope you will join us next time.